roshni ka karwa this podcast is brought to you by barrier break solutions private limited and score foundation Hi, my name is George Abraham, and welcome to this edition of Iway Conversations. My guest today is Rahul Gupta, a wholesale banker with one of the leading private sector banks in the country. He is considered by people in the industry as one of the leading transformation leaders. Welcome, Rahul, to the show. Thank you, George. Thanks for having me here. Rahul, what exactly is a wholesale banker? well we we bankers are glamorous we try to make things sound glamorous but uh, i think in the most simplest way i'm somebody who engages with corporates in different capacities um uh, starting from uh, small and mid enterprises um to the global corporates to the large uh, financial sponsors the large private equities and global dfis so anything and everything that leaves aside the retail uh, which is you and i is wholesale and that's what i represent uh, you had also mentioned that uh, people in the industry considered you as one of the leading uh, persons as far as transformation leadership is concerned uh, could you explain yes uh, so i think it just make me feel humble to share that over the last 15 years of my career i have had opportunities of building and scaling up several new businesses um, uh, taking them up from scratch i have been able to incubate uh, and and think through new ideas and thanks to the organization which gave me a platform to perform and yeah i think it's their love uh, that that they call me a transformation leader in the space you worked both in india and in the uk so could you share with us what was the difference in experience india is my motherland i love the country but there's of course enough um, you know uh, to, to talk about england it is one of the most accessible places in the world i could uh, personally freely move around the streets with my son uh, but without really worrying about uh, I, i may slip i may fall um, so that that's a luxury that i miss being back in india professionally uh, it's a country which is which has evolved um, uh, pe- people have a good balance between personal and professional life i i think it's is got a lot to do with the social infrastructure and social security that people have there so people are not really running behind the regular needs of the day which in india uh, I, i think we are trying to be up there but yes we have got our priorities different so empathy is a natural emotion that comes out in the west i i remember being often addressed as a vip um, uh, you know if boarding a tube and moving from one place to another yeah, uh, people don't see you differently they just see you as somebody who perhaps need a bit of an additional support but uh, yeah i think that uh, i don't want to take away uh, the love and affection that we get in our country it's a different ecosystem both have its own charm but yes i'm missing it so professionally uh, did you see any difference between the two from an opportunity point of view uh, i think it's the same in fact if you think of it i've been working with an indian organization for the last 15 years i call this a place of limitless opportunities um and it's the same organization which uh, which imbibed all its faith in me and sent me to uk to build and scale up another business so 
I think from an opportunity point of view, uh, uh, we, are, we are no different. But when it comes to work-life culture, there uh, people, people would want to log off at five or six. You'll see uh, people um, going back uh, in the tube, plan, planning their football sessions or, or uh, cricket sessions with their kids, be on the desk at eight. And people are definitely far more professional. And that's why they are able to uh, appreciate both their personal and professional lives. They, they know how to maintain that business. Rahul, uh, you are visually impaired. Can you talk us through what your challenges are? Yes, uh, George. So incidentally, I'm not just uh, visually impaired, but I'm also partially hearing impaired. So from a vision point of view, I don't have vision in my right eye since birth. My left eye, um, um, you know, I, I was born uh, with, with a situation called coloboma. By the age I was 11, uh, my vision levels dropped for somewhat 30 to 35% to almost 5%. Doctors did a great job. They could patch, this, uh, patch the vision back to levels of around uh, 20%. I used three pair of glasses, one uh, for my regular vision, one when I work on the computers, third when I have to read very, very fine prints. And these numbers range from plus six uh, from, from a regular vision to plus 11 to 12 for a computer vision to all the way to plus 24, uh, which is like a huge magnifier in your hand. My disability levels will be somewhat around 85%. When you joined the bank, uh, tell me something about your early days. Two of the biggest investment banks of that time, um, despite me clearing some 11 or 12 interviews, they, they dumped me um, because they were not really clear as to uh, you know, how a severely sighted could work. It actually takes just one person who, uh, who brings in the change. And, and at that time, um, you know, one of our senior HR colleagues came on campus along with a senior uh, bank official who continues to be in the bank today as well. Um, and, and they asked me, what will it take you to work? And I told them, it'll take me a big screen and a scanner. And they said, there you go. And to share with you, George, I could not read fine prints. Everything had to be enlarged for me. You know, in one of the branch trainings, I, I picked up this check and I'm like, gosh, if I got to look at these 20s and hundreds of these checks every minute, I can't be scanning them all the way. I, I went back to AIMS. I was then referred to a low vision AIDS department. I came across a fantastic doctor there who then gave me these cute looking 500 rupee pair glass, which changed my life. But uh, you know, as I said, it takes that one person, one manager, one colleague, one friend, one partner who keeps making a change. And I was fortunate not to have one, but many of those in my life. And, and I think it was on my, my responsibility to deliver. And, uh, you know, as one said, with, uh, uh, with, res with authority comes responsibility and with responsibility comes accountability. I think I was trying to... Um, deliver as a responsible person and was accountable. I think it rest is history. Um, I've had a successful run in the bank. If you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness, please share the IWA National Toll Free Helpline number 1800 the number is 1-800-5320-469.
how did you manage your education and what exactly did you study and where did you study you know as a child i think i was always uh, very intrigued by, by science uh, i mean i i'm somebody who who likes to go deep into subjects so i wanted to be a, uh, you know a scientist or a robotics engineer but as luck had it uh, i think it was not medically feasible um, i chose to uh, get into commerce and that steered me towards economics it's a phenomenal subjects it's everything that happens around us every day i was uh, i was fortunate to be a part of st stephen's college i was there between 2001 to 2004 i then went to delhi school of economics where i pursued my master because of different medical conditions i did not really attend school uh, between an age of 8 to 16 which were really the foundation years um my mother used to take a lot of notes for me um uh, from from my colleagues who who really uh, supported me there the the senior leadership at the school my principal my headmistress they were always willing to come and support so my teachers had that belief my friends had that belief my parents had that belief when i went to stephens i i got a little more aware of my rights as a student for example i could ask for enlarged question papers i could ask for some extra time to take my exam the people often used to wonder why don't i take somebody who could write for me and i it, it used to be a little difficult for me to explain hey 18 years of my life i've been writing my papers i don't know i still wonder how my examiners used to read my paper because i myself could not read um once i had written the paper it was it was a task so uh, i never got an opportunity to revise my paper but i think as they say each of these challenges make you only strong for future and and there's always a plan so we just need to be smiling and take these challenges as opportunity when you were speaking about your time in england you mentioned your son so tell me a little about when and how did you get married how did you meet your wife and a little bit about your family life so yeah i met my angel uh, in my college days we were and it's definitely a story for a later date but we had a phenomenal love story uh, we, we we had all the bollywood masalas that one could think of in it uh, but there is this one lady who had believed in me who stood against all adversities with me decided to be my partner support me for all my future endeavors her name is seema we got married in 2009 we were blessed with a son back in 2013 um a very cute boy his name is smain um we were a close knit family my grandparents had a had a key role to play in my life my my dad my mom they've been the key drivers who who always ensured that i get the best um uh, to work with and and then my uncles my aunts uh, my cousins each one of them i think you know as they say if i start counting it might just take days uh, to to put out a list of gratitude and my wife just to share is also an economist uh, as i said we met in we we went in our post graduation she she's a development economist so very sensitive work towards the social social goals yeah they always say that um, you know having a good loving considerate home and a positive thinking home and optimistic thinking home always gives children a great start especially when the child is got a disability uh, you also when we were conversing the other day mentioned that uh, you are into fitness so tell me about it my childhood had a lot of medical complications so i grew up big in size i became 100 almost 100 plus so uh, just to give you context I, in my height i'm 59 and um, at at an age of 
I, I had issues of uh, hypertension. And my, my, one of my brother-in-laws, who is a very, very senior cardiologist, he, he walked up to me and said, hey, I refuse to give you any medication. I want you to take uh, health seriously. And, uh, and yeah, I started working out. I, I got into shape. I got fit. I suddenly, from a double or a triple XL, my mom uh, had to find clothes for me in the kids section. So, so yeah, but uh, uh, as I got married, I again started taking health for granted. Uh, but then when I had my son, I realized, hey, it doesn't work. I got to be a responsible father. I got to be a responsible husband um, uh, uh, and a responsible profession. I need to, if I don't take care of my health, how do I take care of all these people and my business? You are also mentioning that uh, uh, alongside the treadmill, there are other things that you do to actually kind of make your uh, workout regime complete. Would you like to share some of that? Uh, as I say, uh, workout is only a 30% part of it. 70% is food. So I love my food. I'm a, I'm a dailyite. I love my chana bhaturas. I, I love all the stuff that, that, that's unhealthy. But what I'm now aware is the portions. And, um, and to balance it out, um, you know, uh, you, you can't really be doing treadmills every day. Uh, it, it does impact your knee. And there's a way in which you need to do it. So I blend it very well um, with these online classes. Uh, you today have a lot of these fitness apps. Um, I love uh, one which has recently been acquired by a, a big Indian conglomerate. So uh, I, I take fitness sessions there uh, five times in a day. Typically, these sessions are 40 to 45 minutes. And um, of course, prior to COVID, I used to go to the gym, do my weightlifting. But uh, uh, the, the, it's, it's a different, uh, it's different fun to, to use your own body as a weight. And there is so much to do uh, with your own self um, when on path of uh, uh, health and nutrition. So you talked about three types of glasses. Is there any other kind of technology you use? Uh, I use my tablet um, and um, uh, there's a keyboard. So we also use a lot of jugar, uh, uh, as, as we famously call it in India. Um, so what we do to make uh, these fonts readable, what my wife did, she took a whitener and she, she colored these kits, uh, these keys with a whitener to make it bold. Now, uh, that, that gives me an ability to read far and better. I use uh, my tablets to zoom in, zoom out. Um, I have this small, tiny keyboard which sits on my phone. Unfortunately, I'm stuck in time. Um, the company who used to manufacture this small case doesn't do it anymore. I, then I have my Gandhian glasses. I use a lot of these uh, applications today. Um, so I strongly encourage a lot of people who are listening to this, uh, please reach out. Uh, uh, there, is, there is enough and more happening uh, in the world of technology. To sum it all, I, I'm a big uh, uh, user of technology and hopefully I'll be able to upgrade my smartphone soon. So Rahul, what motivates you? Ah, interesting. I love to win, George. I want to leave a positive impact to all my friends. I really am I'm somebody who wants to leave a legacy, a legacy of positivity, a legacy of courage, a legacy of strength. Uh, I want to leave a message behind uh, that, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. And, and think of it, it's not limited to people with disabilities. Uh, the, 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 the message goes across. If a disabled person could do this, how much more enabled person can do?
And if each one starts to deliver more, imagine the beautiful and the wonderful world. So it's the fire to contribute positively to the world we live in that motivates me uh, to perform every day. I live to make a difference. To support our work with the blind and visually impaired, you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org.in. Please note www.scorefoundation.org.in. Just before I sign off, two things. Um, I, I want to um, put out a big appeal uh, to a lot of these big, big technology firms. Uh, uh, please listen to us a little more. We know you've got, uh, you are committed through your accessibility teams. Uh, I'm sure you've got more people working there. Um, I know you've got a lot of great solutions for people with full disabilities, but there is a thin layer which sits in between, which is partial impairment. Uh, maybe people like me and others could contribute and, uh, and give you a little more insights. Give us an opportunity, we'd love to talk to you. I would also like to leave a message. I work with a great, uh, I, I work with a couple of organizations, uh, NGOs, one of them works towards uh, supporting people with disabilities and get job called Sartak. Uh, I write my blogs. I encourage people. I'm trying to share some lovely stories there. Uh, just uh, trying to spread a uh, light of positivity. So please enjoy, take care, and thank you, George, once again. Thank you, Rahul, and all the best. I this podcast was brought to you by Barrier Break Solutions Private Limited and Score Foundation.